everybody? Welcome to the Brave Fit and Thriving podcast. This podcast is intended to help you live your best damn life through health, fitness, and mindset shifts. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about why you're not having a successful fitness journey or why you have failed over and over again. You set goals and you just are struggling to stick to it, to achieve them. You feel disillusioned, you feel frustrated. So we're going to kind of dig into that today. And we're going to talk about the reason that you're not being successful and why you're not on the right track is because you're not addressing what your core need is. You are, consider this, you're thinking about your goal. You set a goal for yourself. Uh, your goal is to lose weight, to build muscles, to tone up, is to maybe, you know, achieve a different level of fitness that you've never achieved before. Now, consider this. Your goals, generally, for most people, are about overcoming something that you're struggling with at this very moment. If your goal is to lose weight, it's because you've been struggling with weight gain or you have a family with a history of diabetes, hypertension, all from stemming from being overweight. Or maybe you're trying to build muscle because you felt weak throughout your life. Maybe you were maybe you were bullied or maybe you were able to not do something that you asked your body to do and you felt frustrated. So you wanted to build muscle and strength or you want to tone up because you don't feel confident in the clothes that you wear. Now, these goals that you set for yourself, though, you constantly sabotage yourself and you let yourself down over and over again. And you might feel disconnected from that goal very early on in your journey. You might have been at it for two weeks. You have a slip up and you feel disconnected, or maybe you just feel like, okay, well, maybe it's not that important. And then a week later, you're like, shit, no, it actually is very important to me. Why did I let myself down again? So we're going to talk about a few different goals that you might be setting and why, what your core need is, need is, and why you're sabotaging yourself. So let's talk about the goal of weight loss and toning up. You commit to that goal and your true commitment. So you commit to the goal of losing weight, but your actual commitment is because you want to feel in control of your body. Because when you are gaining weight, you are freaking out and you just don't know what to do. You feel like your body isn't capable of something that used to be capable of. Maybe you are growing up and maybe you don't do sports anymore and the weight is packing on, or maybe you went through an extreme diet, you came off of it and the weight is packing on. And so you decide to try to lose weight and you follow very low calorie diets. You feel uh, anxiety about eating too much because of course, we all know eating too much does make you gain weight. And so when you feel that anxiety about eating too much and you follow these diets, you know, those diets are like no more than 1200 calories or 1300 calories, you are actually sabotaging yourself by under eating, by cutting out entire food groups like carbs, like fats and foods that you enjoy. And then sooner or later you binge. And so when you are on that restrictive diet, you do lose some weight at first. Notice though, I'm saying weight. I'm not talking about body fat. I'm talking about weight because you lose water weight when you don't eat carbs. So a lot of times some women will follow low calorie diets and they will see weight loss for the first week or two. And they will feel like, oh my gosh, it's working. It's working. But because you're restricting so much food, you feel so tired. The cravings are insane and you binge and then you gain that weight back. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I failed. The low calorie diet was working and then I fucked it up. And you feel like your body just won't lose weight unless you cut out all the foods, just like all the foods that make life enjoyable and that you enjoy. And 
then the cycle continues. You, you restrict, you binge because cravings and you're tired and you just feel like, is it even worth it? And then you gain the weight back and you're like, shit, no, I want to lose the weight again. Like it just becomes this endless freaking cycle and you don't trust your body, which is actually your core need because your commitment to lose weight was because you want to feel in control of your body. But that goal and the way you're executing it It's making you feel even more out of control of your body. So your actual need, when you're setting the goal to lose weight and tone up and lose body fat, your need is actually to trust your body and trust your body enough to follow a diet plan that actually works and to be consistent with it because you don't, you don't trust your body to not have cravings. You don't trust your body to lose weight eating like a damn adult. Instead, you think eating like a child is going to get you somewhere when it actually does not. It backfires like crazy on you. And you feel like you'll either keep gaining weight or you'll stay the same if you stay in that cycle. Like if you go back to how you're eating before, you're just going to keep gaining weight. But then if you stay in the cycle of restricting and binging, restricting and binging, at least maybe you're going to stay within that five pound range. But that's fucking miserable. It's miserable restricting food. It's miserable feeling like you have to only eat lettuce and no carbs and you have to be hyper-focused on like, oh my gosh, I cannot have gluten. Oh my gosh, I cannot have dairy. Oh my gosh, I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this. And the more you say you can't have it, the more your brain is going to be like, well, why can't I? We kind of, you know, we keep some of the habits that we have when we were kids. You know how it is when you tell a child they can't have something, it makes them think about it more. Yeah, we we work the same way. <laughs> we work the same way sometimes, whether we like to believe it or not. And I'm going to tell you, uh, having trust in your body is the best thing you could do. And I will give you an example. So my client, Fatima, she started working with me back in January. So it's been about three and a half months with her. She went from, she wasn't eating very much during the day. She was a very busy mother. And for the first week, she actually was part of our New Year's challenge. She had her her nutrition guideline. And she actually gained weight at first, the first week, because she went from eating like barely anything to actually eating food. So she reached out, we kind of chat a little bit. And you know, when you first go from eating nothing to actually eating something and you're eating carbohydrates, you store water, you store water as glycogen or you store (laughs) water in glycogen in your muscles. So it's energy, but it's not body fat. And so that initial spike she had, she actually has been steadily decreasing is now down over seven pounds since then. But most women, so when you start eating normally, again, you see that weight go up, you freak the fuck out, you freak out. And then you go back into that restrictive cycle. You drop that weight down. You feel like shit. You have no energy. You go to the gym and you can't build muscle because you're not eating enough food. So you're not going to build muscle to get toned. You're not going to build muscle to get stronger. You're not going to look any better. You're going to keep looking like shit when you stay in that cycle. And you're going to keep feeling like shit. Whereas Fatima, she put trust in her body because when we, when we go through check-ins, I explain exactly what's going on, you know, why these fluctuations can happen. And as long as you are following the plan to the best of your ability, nobody is perfect. And of course, you know, unless somebody goes out and binges 5,000 calories in a day, you know, one day, like every other month or so, that's not like great. It's not going to cause that much of a problem but she put trust in her body. She put trust in what I was telling her is going on with her body. And now she's down 
over seven pounds and she has so much more energy. She just went to Vegas and went to a convention. Uh, I think it was a comic book convention with her son. And she's like, oh my gosh, I walked around all day. I wasn't in as much pain. I felt great. I felt like I could keep up with them. And she's setting a good example and she was losing weight and feeling her best, having more injury. Now she's eating like over 600 more calories than she was before on a day-to-day basis. Like she's eating regularly. And while we're still working on the quality of her food, she's eating regularly. She's focusing on getting some more nutritious food in there and it's paying off because she put trust in her body. So her goal to lose weight, to tone up, it's happening because she put in trust because she stopped sabotaging herself by staying stuck in the fucking cycle of restricting and overeating. And sorry to curse. Like I, I, I feel very passionate about this because I see so many women falling into this trap. And that is exactly where I was back in high school and a little bit in college too. I fell back into that cycle and it's miserable. It's awful. And nobody should have to deal with that. Nobody should have to be stuck in that disappointing, discouraging cycle. So another goal that you might set is to just have a healthier relationship with your body and with food. Like you might not have any specific physical goals to lose weight or, or gain muscle, but you just want to feel good. You just want to have more energy. You just want to feel more confident in your body and be able to make healthier choices with food for maybe your long-term health. But you sabotage yourself by being too lax with your food choices. You're you're good with your food choices for a day or two and you're eating very mindfully, but then three days later, you eat an entire pizza. Or maybe you go to Chipotle and get the works on a burrito. Or maybe you are going out with some friends and you know, you're know you're going out to a party or a festival and you decide to drink or do drugs in excess because you're anxious in social situations, because you overthink your words and actions in this let loose kind of setting. And you're just trying to feel more social and fun. And the issue isn't that you need to have a healthy relationship with your body and food. It's that you need to freaking love yourself. You need to love yourself enough to make better choices on a day-to-day basis, enough to not feel like you have to overconsume substances that make you feel like shit for days on end. It's not just about having a healthy relationship with food or with your body. It's about loving yourself as a person, about who you are and being unapologetic about that. And again, like when it comes to to drinking in excess, like I definitely used to be there in college, at parties and at festivals, like over drinking because I, I have had social anxiety my entire life, ever since I can remember as a kid, social anxiety was something that I struggle with. And while that might come as to a surprise to some of my new friends here, or maybe some of my new listeners, because you know, I sound very social, it took me a long time to get to this point, even sometimes now I still have you know, moments of social anxiety, especially when I stutter, or like slur over my words by accident. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what a dumbass. But, you know, just kind of work through that because you got to love yourself and that's going to help you overcome it. You just got to accept who you are and be unapologetic about it. And you're going to be better about making those choices. You're not going to want to feel like shit anymore because you appreciate yourself because you want to make more of your life and you know, you deserve it. And then When it comes to fitness, you know, maybe you or your goal is to just stay on track with a fitness plan. Like you want to, again, maybe you want to build muscle or maybe you are trying to tone up, but you want to follow a fitness plan. And this can tie in to that first goal that we talked about, or it can be its own separate thing altogether. You want to commit to a training plan that will get you results 
if you follow it and you pay maybe 30, 50 bucks, or maybe even find one that's free. And even though it could very well work, you sabotage yourself because you expect to get results in the first week. And when you don't get those results in the first week, you quit. Or, you know, maybe you skip a workout and then you think that you failed and then you let it go all together and rinse and repeat. And before long, you're wasting your time because you believe your body is broken. That's why you're not getting results. It's not because you are not following the plan. It's because you think that your body is broken when it actually is that you're not following it. And you don't. And if you spent money on this, you might start to believe that you're not a worthwhile investment because you keep shelling out 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks here and there for all of these, you know, workout books or, or, uh, plans from the internet, these random plans that you see ad for ads for. There's just so many, there's so many online. Like even I get a bunch of ads like, Oh, buy this 30 day plan, buy the 30 day plan. 80% of people fizzle out after five days. <laughs> That's the truth. And what you need is accountability to follow through because you know, you won't know if it's working unless you stick to it for at least two months. Yes, you might see results in 30 days, but two months is where the magic can start to happen. But if you don't have the accountability, you're not going to stick to it. And this accountability can come within. This can come within. If you have self-accountability, it means you're taking responsibility for your actions. And I don't just mean talking down to yourself because you missed a workout. That's not accountability. No, accountability is looking internally about why. Why did you fall off the plan? Why did you skip the workout? Why did you maybe have a crappy workout? And when you think about it, instead of talking down to yourself, taking accountability means, okay, well, what can I do to make it better next time? What can I do to make sure I get to the gym? Taking accountability means like I didn't make my morning workout because I suppressed the news too many times or I skipped the gym in the morning because I didn't have my shit together. One, turn on, like make your, make your alarm a really awesome kick-ass song. Like I set my alarm to wake up to Sullivan Gang. <laughs> I press snooze way less now because of that. If you don't have your shit together, well, night before, leave your gym clothes and shoes next to your bed and change. As soon as you wake up, put it next to your bed. If it's cold in the morning, just throw on your clothes in bed. Whatever it is, you look internally as to why you're skipping your workout and then you can work through it. Stop talking down to yourself just because you messed up. Instead, what can you do to not mess up? If you had a shitty workout, well, did you eat or did you not warm up? Or is it just, you know, normal? Because sometimes shitty workouts happen. Like I have shitty workouts all the time when I'm PMSing. I just feel like crap. I'm not always my strongest. And like that, it is what it is. You just show up and you do the best you can. And that's what you can get from your body if you ask of it. And if you don't have that internal accountability, you might just say the plan doesn't work, but that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't work. You just need the accountability and you won't understand what works unless you do it. So if you're struggling with accountability, have a dedicated gym partner, somebody who's not going to bail out on you. Don't don't pick uh, Jane who likes to go drinking every weekend. If your name is Jane, I'm not targeting any specific Jane. It's just a random name. <laughs> don't don't pick Jane who goes out drinking every weekend and and parties all the time and spends three days in bed watching Netflix because she went too hard on the weekend. That's not going to be a good gym partner, accountability partner. No, you want somebody who's also going to be dedicated, who's also going to be motivated. And while you might not always work out together, maybe you'll text each other and be like, hey, did you get your workout today? Hey, what progress did you make this week? Like have somebody you could chat with. Have somebody that you can just chat with or join some support groups and share your journey, like post about your wins. 
that's going to be motivation, encouraging, and it can help foster that self-accountability. And if you really, really struggle, if you really, really are struggling, hire a coach. They can give you the support or a kick in the butt whenever you need it. And I I invested in my first coach when I was in, in college, actually, because I I was kind of the same. I followed random plans from bodybuilding.com and you know, random ebooks and shit and some Etsy stuff. And I would like stick to it for a week, then I would fall off. And I would just go right back to cardio because I just transitioned from running cross country and doing half marathons. I was like, no, I want to build muscle and I want to look toned. I don't want to just look skinny. I want to be strong um, now because my goals shifted. And so I needed somebody to help keep me accountable because I wasn't accountable to myself yet. It took me a while to become as accountable to myself as I am now. And, you know, it, it was like that first commitment to follow through with it. I didn't trust myself yet. And I needed that external reminder to trust my body. And that's what I do now. Like I coach my clients to trust their body. When we go through check-ins, when I look at, you know, how their week was, and I look at their calendar, I look at, you know, how their week went. I explain to them why things happen. I explain to them I don't just say trust the process because there's so many coaches out there that pull the bullshit like, oh, trust the process. You gain five pounds in like three days. Just trust the process. Just trust the bot process. And, he's, and they'll tell that to women who are like going through PMS and say, just trust the process. And they won't really think about it and connect it together and be like, well, my body is broken. My body is broken. And you're telling me to trust my body when they hired you because they don't trust their body yet because they don't have that accountability yet. Like what kind of coach just says, trust the process and doesn't try to explain anything behind it. And I will always explain why to them. Like that's why Fatima is successfully losing weight after that first initial spike that she had, because she put trust in her body and we explained why. And that's why Emily is getting great gains in the gym because uh, she's gaining, she's gaining muscle, but she quit birth control and, you know, her weight has been fluctuating and she's been frustrated, but we explained like she is getting those newbie gains all over again because quitting birth control freed up some of that testosterone. Now she's getting strong and she would have quit if she didn't trust her body. And that's also why Angela reached her pre-baby weight, managed her PCS and overcame infertility because she had someone to help her understand she can trust her body, that she can follow through with it. And now they're all enjoying the foods that they like. They're getting strong. They have more energy. They're just enjoying life and just living brave. Like that's that's the goal. So if you are struggling with being successful in your fitness journey, if you are struggling because you keep falling off and you are struggling because you don't trust yourself or your body, you need to understand how and why you are sabotaging yourself. Decipher what your actual need is. Like, what is it that you truly need? If you're losing weight, why do you feel the need to lose weight? Is it because you want to feel in control of your body? And from there, it's because you don't trust your body. And that's why you stay stuck in those perpetual diet and restrict and binge episodes. Decipher what you actually need. If you're not following a plan, you need to be accountable. If you are struggling to feel good in your body and have a positive relationship with your body and food, you need to actually love yourself. And then once you decipher what your need is, then and only then can you actually be committed to what your goal is. So again, understand how and why you are sabotaging yourself with your goal, whatever your goal is. Think about your goal, how and why you're sabotaging yourself and what is your actual need from that goal? What is it that you need? I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you found any value in this podcast, please make sure you give it a five-star rating on Spotify. 
for all 11 people so far who have given me a five-star rating on Spotify, just know that I am extremely grateful for you from the bottom of my heart. Like I talked about earlier on this podcast, I used to have social anxiety and doing this podcast was overcoming a great barrier for me. So everyone who has been listening so far, everyone who has rated so far, I appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have the best day of your life and I will tune in. We will all be tuning in again on Friday and Friday will be a fitness or no, not fitness festival festival episode. It's going to be part of the festival series because festival season is coming up and I'm a raver. So all my ravers hope you tune in on Friday, take care and have the best day ever.